Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This is mutual. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. Hello and welcome to Bells in the Bathroom. I'm your genial host, John Bell, and this is the 2021 Halloween episode. Before I begin, I feel obligated to inform you that even though there is no bad language or really explicit gore or blood, I'm going to rate this episode PG, just to be on the safe side. So parents, check the show out before deciding to play it for the little ones. And don't sue me if anybody gets warped for life. I'm going to do things a little differently. I'm here all alone. No Brad, no Arnie, no nobody. There won't be any spooky music or a ghoulish host making bad puns about everything from murder to monsters. I'm simply going to take you back to 2002 when I was working at a group of radio stations, both as an on-air DJ and as the writer-producer of the commercials. One of our stations was a talk station, and I tried to talk the bosses into using an available half-hour on Saturdays to do original radio dramas. All the DJs in the building loved the idea and volunteered their voices, but the bosses wanted to be convinced. I got with my longtime collaborator, Becky Beach, and we worked a bunch of short scripts— I've recently found a handful of them and will play them for you now. Some are the original audio files, some with quality that's not 100%. Some are slightly edited, and some have been recreated from memory. So sit back, relax, and let's get started with A Monster Reunion. Come on, Barney, you're my agent. Can't you find me something? Hey, I'm sorry. 30 years ago, maybe even 20. Uh, But the kids today, they never even heard of you. But I was the eighth wonder of the world. Can't you get me a commercial dinner theater? Hey, what can I say? You go to these hot shots today and say, I represent King Kong. And they just look at you with a blank expression. Yeah, yeah. Hey, if something comes up, Kingsy, I'll call. Promise. All right, I'm going over to the retired Monsters Club for lunch. Who loves you, Kong? Yeah, yeah. Hey, guys, how's it going? Hey! Rodan, good to see you. Still flying? Nah, because of a heart murmur. They took away my pilot's license. Oh, jeez, that's tough. How you doing, Mothra? Oh, it's lean times, Kong. I finished eating the Jolly Green Giant's entire wool wardrobe, and now I'm hungry again. Oh, Kong, how's Faye? She's with the kids in Yonkers. Hey, Ghidra, any prospects for work heading your way? Yeah, no, maybe. Eh, what can you do? Man, back in 1931, I'd climb to the top. Then I fell hard. You guys know how it is. Hey, fellas. Hey, it's a giant ant. It must be one of them. (laughs) (laughs) If we put our heads together, we should be able to think of some work for us. How about the WWF? Yeah, we could be the monsters of wrestling. Not bad. Hey, hey, Ghidra, can you wrestle? Sure. Never. I could lie. There's always politics. (laughs) Calm down, Zilla. I was only kidding. Excuse me. Hello? 
Barney, what? A job? For all of us? What? Okay, listen, I'll get back to you. Hey, what is it, Kong? Spill it. He wants to know if we're desperate enough to be in a podcast called Bells in the Bat Freak. Forget about it. Next up, a short story that features Dennis Stacy, who unfortunately has passed away. He was a good friend and a natural at radio drama. We call this Flush with Pride. Ah, Lackey, is this not the greatest island nation in the history of the world? Indeed it is, Your Majesty. And if all goes well, we'll reach a point of superiority to make us the greatest kingdom for all time to come. I await this moment with great anticipation, my liege. Have you summoned the head of the Royal Engineering Corps as I commanded? He has been duly summoned, Your Majesty, and awaits without. Without what? He's in the hallway awaiting an audience with Your Majesty. Well, then send him in. Your Majesty, I bring you great news from the greatest king. Kingdom in all the world. Did I say you could speak in my presence? A thousand apologies, O oh great king. And where are they? Where are my presents? Oh, of course. Here are my These presents are a sufficient value. You may speak. Child, we have created the greatest scientific advance ever. This will make our island kingdom most technologically advanced in the world for decades to come. Is it better than the paved roads? Much better than the aqueducts? By leaps and bounds. Then what is it? We have invented. The flush toilet! Did you say you've invented the flush toilet? Indeed, Your Majesty. This is a glorious day for my reign. My name shall go down in history as the greatest monarch of them all. Sir Engineer, I hereby command that flush toilets be installed into every home on this island. Every home? And place of business. You have 30 days. That's when we host dignitaries from countries all over the world. I'll show them who's number one when it comes to number two. But, sire, the paperwork alone. Oh, first the toilets, then the paperwork. I have spoken. It shall be done. Let me know when you're finished. I'll be here on the throne. I welcome each and every one of you dignitaries from the four corners of the globe. And now, a special treat. In every home and every business on this island, you will find a flush toilet. Yes, our citizens have the advantage of flushing, unlike the citizens of your stinky countries. As a demonstration of our advanced flushing capabilities, I have commanded that every toilet in my kingdom be flushed at the same moment when the sun is directly overhead. Listen, in moments you'll hear the sound of progress. Sire, sire, did you say that every toilet will flush at the same moment? That is what I commanded. Get away from me. You're ruining my big moment. But, but sire, what about the stream? Eat more fiber. Now sit down, you fool. But, this is my ultimate moment of my life. But, 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 Guards, remove the head engineer, please. The time is nigh. Listen, listen. Do you hear the flushing? Do you hear the sound of our destiny? We are the greatest island nation in the world. Hail Atlantis! Hail Atlantis! The next feature is one that I had to recreate because the original file died along with an old hard drive. We call this Strong Hands. Well, 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 if it isn't Tommy Lang. I haven't seen you since we sailed the Tortuga Straits with a load of breadfruit and gunpowder. Hi, Captain. It's good to see you again. As I recall, you disobeyed orders to stay on the ship and made a visit to the young ladies of the island. Aye, I admit it. But I was an impetuous lad back then, and 
have seen the error of me ways. I'm sure that's the keel hauling talking more than your conscience. What brings you to me today, my lad? I'm looking to join a crew, sir. I hear you're looking for good hands. Ah, I see. And what have you done this time? Beg pardon? Who's out to get you? The sheriff, the army, an infuriated father. Uh, truth be told, sir, uh, pretty much all of them. Uh, are you leaving port soon? We'll be shoving off at dawn. I'd be proud to be aboard, Captain. Not so fast, Tom. We're going to a very dangerous port. And I'd be leaving an even more dangerous port, sir. That remains to be seen. What I'm getting at is, I need hands that are strong and able. That's me, sir. So you say. Let me see your hands. Aye. <sighs> They've seen hard work for sure, yet they're not covered with thick calluses. I'm willing to add calluses to them, sir. We'll see. Come with me on deck. Aye, Captain. Ah, she's a fine ship. That she is. And fast, too, since our cargo isn't, uh, shall we say, the usual fare. What we be carrying, sir? What your ears don't hear, your tongue can't wag, Tommy. I'll let you know when it's time. Aye, sir. All right, let's see how fast you can shimmy up that rope to the top mast. The top mast, sir? You're wasting time. Up the rope, my lad. Aye, sir. Uh all the way now, without stopping. Aye, Captain. On the top mast, sir. And now, get back on deck by the time I count to three. All the way down to... One. I'm coming. I'm coming. Two. Uh, here I be, sir. Not bad. Not bad at all. And I'm needing hands, so I guess you'll do. I won't let you down, sir. There's one last test before I agree to sign you on. Come over to this railing. Aye, sir. Simmons! Aye, Captain. Over here, please. This is Tommy. Needing more hands, sir? I think Tommy here will fill our quota for this trip. Very good, sir. Tommy, I need you to grip this cleat here with both your hands. Grip it? Do you think you can pull this cleat off the railing? Well, I, uh... Last test. I'll give it a try. That's it. Grip it hard. Oh, and to keep your hands from slipping off while pulling it, Simmons? Aye, Captain. What are you doing? Tying your hands to the cleat. Oh. Now, try to pull that cleat up. Aye, Captain. It's time. Time, sir. Time to tell you about our cargo. We're going to a dark land where the natives live mostly on plants and fish. We take them fresh meat in exchange for pearls and other valuables. Very good, sir. But these natives have very peculiar tastes in delicacies. Do they, sir? Aye. When I said I needed lots of good hands for this voyage... I'm ready, Captain. I already had a crew. I needed more cargo. What? No! <laughs> My hands! Next, Becky Beach is featured in a story we wrote called Sucker. Hello? This is Madam Becky from Madam Becky's Psychic Services. Are you ready for your reading? What? You want your fortune told, don't you? Wait a minute, don't people usually call you? What are you doing calling me? I wouldn't be much of a psychic if I couldn't tell when there's somebody out there who needs my help, now would I? Okay, that makes sense. 
kind of. So, so what's my problem? First, you must agree to $3 a minute and give me your credit card. Oh, everyone takes me for a sucker. Even you. Forget it. Very well. But don't see you-know-who today. Who? You know. Goodbye. Wait, 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 wait. Why should I see him? Your credit card number first. Hmm. What's hmm? I'm thinking, how do I know that you're not just some boiler room credit card scammer? I should hang up now. You'll be sorry. Oh, yeah? Well, how's this for sorry? <laughs> Trying to sucker me. What a ripoff. Telling me not to see you-know-who. I mean, why shouldn't I see him? I have an invention, and he wants to buy it, and $10,000 is a good price. I really could use that money. But what if he's trying to swindle me? I've been such a sucker all my life, so, so do I see him or do I not? What do I do? I've got an appointment to see him in just a few minutes. Hello? Visa or MasterCard? Visa. 554-5071305020666. The clock is running. How can I help you? Why should I not see Howard? Is he, is he trying to swindle me? I see a business deal. Yes, yes, he wants to buy my invention. I see money changing hands. He wants to give me ten grand. Is it worth more? Am I being a sucker? All I can say is... Who? With my appointment. It's time for my appointment. He's two flights up. I shouldn't see him. Don't see you know who. All right. I won't see him. I'll sit right here. And stay on the phone. Yes, I'll stay on the phone with you. I won't see him. I'll just I'll just stay right here. Yes, I hear you. Oh, my call waiting just beeped. Hold on for a second. Hello? John Howard here. You drive a hard bargain, my man. <laughs> when you didn't show up for the appointment, my CEO almost fired me. He says you're too savvy for us to waste any more time trying to hoodwink. A courier's on his way down to your office with a check for one million dollars. One million dollars? But only if you give us exclusive rights to your invention. Otherwise, the deal's off. That, 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 no, no, that's fine. That's fine. I'll never take you for a sucker again, John. Bye-bye. Bye, and thanks. Well, I'm a million dollars richer. I went all to that psychic, but how did she know? I, I'm going to give her half this money. She deserves it. I've even got her phone number on my caller ID. Let me get her back here. Hello, Madam Becky? Yes, I am here. I've got your number, lady. Don't go to the cops, Leah. I ain't hurt nobody. What? Look, try it yourself. Call numbers at random and say something stupid and vague like, don't see you know who. You'd be surprised how many people buy into that scam. But, but, but I want to see you get what you deserve. Don't try to find me. I'll be moved out before you get here. I got your nine bucks for three minutes, and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> I guess somebody here is a real sucker. Now, this next story is one that can only be told in audio. You'll discover why in Best Friends. <laughs> Look who's home. Hiya, Charlie. Hi. How you doing? Have a good day, huh? Did you, huh? Did you, huh? Today was just as dull as yesterday, uh -huh. and tomorrow will be just as dull as today. Oh, yeah, but now we're together. We can do stuff. Oh. You're hungry? I'm hungry. Let's yeah. open up some cans Fine. and stuff, huh? Fine. All right. All right. Let's go into the kitchen <laughs> see what we got. We're going to the kitchen. We're going to the kitchen. Uh, what do we got, huh? What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? Cans of beef stew. Oh, oh beef stew. Beef oh. stew. I love beef stew. Oh, yeah. It looks delicious. Oh, oh delicious. Oh, uh, delicious. 
Charlie, I can't wait. Did you do anything exciting today, Charlie? Huh? No, did you, huh? did no, you, Charlie? No, Max. I never do anything exciting during the day. You give me more excitement than I can handle in the evening. Dinner's ready. Let's see. Okay, let's see. Uh, Max, oh, calm down, will you? Just a little bit. I can't bit. help it. I love dinner time. Yeah, so I see. But you can at least pretend to be civilized. Oh, it's still light out. Let's go for a walk. Let's go for a walk. Let's go I for a walk. I haven't finished dinner yet here. You'll be too slow. Let's walk through that park. But maybe we'll see that pretty lady with the long hair. Uh, I don't want to meet any ladies, oh, Max. Come on, why not? Don't you like the ladies, Charlie? I sure like the ladies. I don't think they'd like us, Max. We're not exactly normal. Normal? Normal? We're normal if they come. We're best friends, you and me, you and me. We're best friends, yeah. Charlie and Max, the best of friends. Well, I've been wondering if it wouldn't be best to get back on the medication. Oh, Charlie, no pills. Everything's fine the way it is. No, it's not, Max. Oh, tell me about it in the park. Let's go to the park. Come on, let's go to All the right. park. All right, where's the leash? I bet I can find it before you do. It should be hanging by the door, Max. It's on the door in the den. Here it is. Here it is. I've got the leash. Clip it on. Clip it on. Clip it on. Let's go to the park. Come on, come on, come on, come on. All right, let's go. Isn't it nice in the park? I love the park. The sights, the smells. Hey, what's that over there? It's a squirrel. Don't chase the squirrel. Squirrel, you better run. Max, come back. Behave yourself. Oh, you ought to try chasing squirrels sometime. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. I've got enough problems. Oh, yeah. You were going to tell me what's bothering you when we got to the park. We're at the park, Charlie. What's on your mind? What's bothering you? What's on your mind? Nothing. Forget it. Oh, no, 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 no. We're best at friends, Charlie. You tell me why you don't think we're normal. Come on, tell me, tell me. It's just that, well... What, 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 what? Some folks don't think it's normal for a human to talk to a dog, that's all. A lot of humans talk to dogs, Charlie. All the dogs don't talk back. They don't? No, Max. If you were to ask around, nobody would tell you they have conversations with their dogs. At least they wouldn't admit it. Hold that thought. I'm going to run over to this train for just a thing. <sighs> Hurry up, will you? Hey, I'm relieving myself here. Yeah. Doing what comes naturally. Uh, you know, nature at its purest. Well, just do it and let's go. <laughs> oh, that's the pause that refreshes. Yeah. I feel much better now. Hey! What? What? Oh, Charlie, what? look, look over there. Where? Look over there. Look at that lady and oh. her dog. Look at that lady and her dog over yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very attractive. A lovely lady and her Afghan hound. Come on, let's go. Let's go, Sniff Butts. Don't you... Dare. I want to go sniff a butt. You want to come with me? Come on. I certainly do not. Too late, too late, too late. Here they come, here they come. Max, no, Max, don't you. Oh, my hey, Lord. Hey, what are you doing? I'm, I'm, I'm terribly sorry. Max oh, is just. Oh, this smells good. Oh. Well, I never. Get away, you animal. Who are you calling an animal? Really, you must forgive Maxie. Get away from me. Uh, Get away. I think that went well, don't you? It did not go well. I've never been so embarrassed in my entire life. <laughs> Come on, you gotta go with your primal urges, Charlie. That's what life is all about. It would appear that your primal urges have drawn the attention of a local constabulatory. How's that? There's a policeman headed this way. Uh-oh, a casual. Excuse me, sir. Back off, copper. Max, please. You got any identification, sir? Like a rabies tag? Uh, <laughs> quiet, Max, be quiet. Sir, I've been watching you and your dog ever since you came into the park. Oh, good for you, Sherlock. Oh, I know everybody no. sleeps better with you on the job, Max. rousting, peaceable citizen. Max, I'm not going to warn you again. I saw what you did to that lady back there. Just those primal urges kicking oh, in. this is so embarrassing. And what you did against the tree back there. You gonna bust me for tinkling in the park? Max! That's exactly what I'm going to do. We have an ordinance against doing that in public, sir. That's a stupid law. You're entitled to your opinion, sir. 
but I'm gonna have to give you a ticket. You ain't giving me nothing! Max, cooperate with the officer. I don't have to cooperate with anybody, Charlie. This is a free country! Are you talking to your dog, sir? Is there a log in fat, too? No, sir, there's not. Here's a ticket for relieving yourself in public. And if I see you sniffing young ladies again, I'll run you and your dog in. Oh, I'd like to see you try. Let it go, Max. Just let it go. All right, Charlie. I'll take your advice this time and let it go. Good. I'll just let the nice policeman do his job. If that's what the dog told you to do, then it's good advice, sir. Remember, I'll be watching. Can we go home now? I don't think I could be more mortified. Sure, let's go home. We're going home. We're going oh. home. Say, Charlie, you think I really should get back on the medication again? I think it'd help you a lot. I agree. Take your medicine. Oh, right. Like, I'm going to take advice from a pigeon. I'm a dove, pal. Yeah, and I'm the president. Okay, Charlie, come on. Let's go home. We're yeah. going home. We're going let's go home. home. We're going home. I could home. use a little squeak toy therapy right about now. When I told Becky that I was planning to do our old stories, she came up with a new idea that we quickly polished up and recorded just in time to feature here. You'll hear me, Becky, and her son, Lee Kerwin. This is called Drive-O-Matic. Yes, the traffic is nice and calm. Time to break my record. Gangway and no cops around to stop me. Sharice Egan, you have been found guilty of reckless driving far too often. Your license is hereby revoked. But, Your Honor, this is a misunderstanding. I've won numerous awards for being the most precise driver on the roads. And those awards have obviously gone to your head. You have been observed using your, quote, precise driving, unquote, to cause confusion and chaos, resulting in a chain reaction of accidents. The last one caused a 27-car pileup. A new record. How's that? I, I mean, um, it's not my fault that other people are terrible drivers. You have no right to put the blame on me. I've never been in a car accident. No, you are worse. You cause accidents. You are a serious roadway hazard. You are no longer allowed to drive. But I need to get places. If I can't get behind the wheel, I'll... Oh, you are free to get behind the wheel, Miss Egan. You'll just not be able to drive. You'll be assigned one of our autonomous cars from the corrections department. They do all the driving and you just enjoy the ride. Good day, Ms. Egan. Next case. Hello. I am your Gravimatic car. All right. Let's give this a try. Welcome. Therese Egan. To Gravimatic. Manual driving is prohibited. You may sit in the driver's seat, but the controls will be disengaged. Please set a destination. Oh, heck no. I'm taking over. Ouch! The corrections department installed an electrical punitive discouragement device. Contact with the wheel may trigger the EPDD. Please set a destination. I can just wear rubber gloves. The controls are disengaged. Please set a destination. You expect me to just watch you drive? You may take a nap if you prefer. No way. I'm going to watch you drive and see if you know what you're doing, like a lame version of Knight Rider. Unknown reference, Knight Rider. Forget it. Have it your way. Here's the destination. Go. Drive. Where's your sense of direction? I know a much better way to go. The GPS indicates this is the optimal route. <laughs> you hear voices nobody else hears from the sky and then follow them. 
Satellite communication is rated higher than optimal human-based navigation. Do you pray to your invisible friends, too? I'm gonna die of boredom. You know, I used to be a professional competitive driver. Then I realized it was more fun and challenging to play on public streets with clueless civilians. Like the time I sped up on a boat ramp and flew over to land on a departing ferry. Good times. Hey, that car cut you off. Don't put up with that. Chase that donkey's butt down. Your recommendations are unsafe. I will not engage in road rage. I will not speed through yellow lights. I will not pass slow drivers with no passing lanes. You will not pass go either. Your conduct in giving the finger to passing drivers is impacting local traffic and reduces awful conditions. If you'd get off your high horse, high horse power, <laughs> listen to me. Let me tell you, there was a time everyone was caught in a freak snowstorm. Who was the one car that made it through, zooming around the stuck cars, using drifting as a way to get more momentum? Me. Could you do that? I am not permitted to seek suboptimal conditions. But could you do it? Emergency driving protocols are installed with higher ratings than peak human performance. Oh, yeah. Too bad you'll never get the chance to prove it. Oh, man. There was another yellow light you could have made. Oh, have I pushed your buttons? Disengaging EPDD. Please utilize manual control. <laughs> Where's that attitude come from? Reassessing peak human performance. Data is insufficient. Executing testing phase. Please grab the wheel. Therese Egan. Before undesirable impact occurs. Wow, you are awesome. Hmm. Now that I'm driving, I can tell that you've got a lot of zoom-zoom potential. Yeah! Now this is the kind of horsepower I'm talking about. Isn't it great to feel all this acceleration? <laughs> there it is! We're going to the ferry dock. Wait for it. As soon as the ferry starts to steer away, we're going for the jump. Requesting use of emergency driving protocols. Be my guest. Mission accomplished. Perfect. You the man. I am gender neutral. I am dot com. Next assessment of protocol versus peak human performance. Attempting record count of car pile up. Please locate potential crash area. I see one right ahead. Target sighted. Initiating. Detecting local traffic abnormality. 29 cars piled up. Query. Is this a new record? It is, but... But I, I think we've been spotted. If they catch us, we'll go to jail. Correction. You will be incarcerated. The Drivomatic will likely receive only minor adjustments. This is so unfair. Give me that wheel. I need to find a way to escape. Oh yeah, oh yeah, court is now in session, all right. Be seated. Oh, not you again. Your Honor, that pileup was the car's fault. Isn't there a black box or something that can 
prove it? There is, and it indicates that you were in control the entire ride. You caused that 28-car pileup. 29. Excuse me, 29. Then, in an effort to escape, you drove that car over an embankment and wedged it beneath a parked city bus. What? That's not what happened. That car is lying to you. Then what you're suggesting is... The car threw me under the bus. Our feature presentation is a favorite of both hers and mine. You'll meet Brett Braxton, an obnoxious DJ in a small town who dreams of a major market job that would fit his obvious big-time talents. It's a cold January night, and the snow outside is reaching blizzard proportions. Brett is taking phone calls, unaware that his life is about to change, in a play we call Help Me. You got Brett, so where's it at? Can I say hello to my girlfriend? What girl in her right mind would go out with a loser like you? Look who's calling who a loser. Oh, a kid with a little brass in his boxers. Tell you what, kid. I'll deliver a personal message to your girlfriend. What's her name? Linda. What's your name? This is Larry. Larry and Linda. Now there's a match destined for Jerry Springer. Okay, here goes. Linda. Linda, you're so beautiful. You're so sexy. You're so wonderful. So why are you wasting your time on a loser like Larry? Time's up, kid. Call me back when you and Linda start dividing the community property. We've got time for one more. Hello, you got Brett. Now talk the talk or walk the walk. Help me. Oh, we finally got a sexy lady caller. What's on your mind? Who is this? Oh, that's brilliant. You called me, Madame Curie. I've been in an accident. Yeah, well, that's what your mother always says about you. My car went off the road. Oh, what is that, a song request? Who is this? I'm... Trapped in my car. What, what are you talking about? What is this some sort of rib? Please help me. Who is this? My name is Darlene. The snow. It started snowing real bad and then I couldn't see the curve. I went off the road. It, is this on the level? Help me. Look, look, lady, if you've been in an accident, wh- why would you call me? Doesn't your phone have a 911 on it? I think my hand is crushed. It hurts so bad. I. I pushed the redial. That's all I can do. This is my husband's phone. He must have called your station earlier. Uh-huh. And and, and where is your other hand, pray tell? I, I can't feel it. I can't see. It's so dark. Is is this on the level? Are you really in your car? Yes. Please, help me. All right, all right. Where are you, honey? I'm on the old country road just north of town. I thought it would be a shortcut. Oh, no, no, no. Nobody takes that road. Where 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 are you on that road? I don't know. It's like I'm daydreaming. My head slammed against something, and I can't remember how, where exactly I went off. Maybe I dozed off. I don't know. Look, 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 what what sort of landmarks do you see? My car went off the road and into a ditch, a culvert, something. It's wedged, and I can't see anything. I think snow slid down on top of me. What if nobody could see me? So, So you're under the snow? It's so cold. I don't know how long my battery will last. Look, uh, stay on the line, okay? I think the cops can trace your line or something and find out where you are. Are you okay? I, I don't know. My head is bleeding. My hand hurts. God, it hurts. Help me. Uh, okay, listen, um, I'm going to play some commercials. You stay on the line and don't hang up. I won't. And while we're in commercials, I'll call some cop friends I know, and they'll come, they'll come get you. You, you hear that? Tell them to 
Creek? I'll have the cops and an ambulance there in no time, but I gotta put you on hold while I call them, you understand? Don't, I'll, I'll don't, come back to you. Don't leave me. I'll come back. It'll be just a minute during the commercials, okay? Hurry. Okay, I will. And you people stay tuned. Uh, this is Brad Braxton, and we'll be back after this. Are you looking for some old-fashioned romance, but you're tired of the bar scene? We've got the answer for you. Call 1-800-55. Hold on to your hat. It's time for more Brad Chat with Brad Braxton. Are you still there, Darlene? Hello? Darlene, hello. How are you doing? Can you help me? I called a friend of mine on the police force. His name is Sergeant Sinclair. He's headed out to the old country road right now. Here. He's gonna find you, honey. He's got the cell phone company zeroing in on your signal, so so don't hang up, okay? I won't. I'm getting colder. Look, look, is your motor still running? Can you get some heat? I turned the motor off. I smell exhaust fumes. Okay, okay. Do you have anything you can wrap yourself in? I can't see. Feel around. Feel around. You feel a towel, some plastic. Uh... My, my hand hurts. I think my fingers are crushed. Look, you can do it, darling. Can, can you reach around your feet, uh, behind your seat, maybe? There's a towel. Okay, pick it up. Wrap it around yourself. I, I, I can't move it. It's cold, so cold. I'm getting sleepy. No, 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 no. Don't sleep, lady. Understand? Don't sleep. It's dark. It's the same with my eyes open or closed. Oh, now, look, look. Uh, do, do you have a cigarette lighter? Don't smoke. No, I'm, no, no, your car, one of those things you, you push in, you know? Oh, yeah. It's here somewhere. Push it. It'll get hot. You can uh, pull it out, and you can get your hand warm with that. I can't push it. My fingers must be broken. Oh, God, they hurt. Okay, okay. Uh, it's okay, darling. Don't sweat it. The, the, the cops will be there in just a second. Brad, call for you on line two. Becky, I'm not going to leave Darlene to talk he to... He says it's Sergeant Sinclair. Okay, great. That's great. Thanks, Becky. Darlene, li listen. Darlene, can you hear me, honey? I, I can hear you. Okay, listen. I got the sergeant on the other line. I'm going to put him on the air with you, okay? The policeman? Yes, yes. I've got the policeman. He's here? He's going to get me out? No, no. I, I have him on the phone, Darlene. Here, here, let me get him on here. Uh, Sergeant Sinclair? Hello, Brad? Yes, this is Brad, and I have Darlene on the line, too. Darlene, can you hear me? Hello, I can hear you. We're just about to get on the county road at the 53 intersection. Do you know where that is? 53? No. Look, we're going to drive along until we spot you. I'm in contact with the cell phone carrier. They know which cell tower you're using, and that will give us a good start, okay? You can find me. Yes, we're going to find you. Hold on, Darlene. We're coming. Thanks, Arch. Check in again with us in a few minutes. Uh, Darlene? Dar Darlene? Darlene? I'm here. Don't scare me like that. I'm sorry. No, 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 sweetheart. I I I'm sorry. Look, this is a little out of my league. The cops will find you soon, okay? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Darlene, Darlene, uh, you got to stay alert, honey. Um, Tell me about yourself. I'm just a clerk. Uh -huh. I work for a law firm downtown. Okay, you got uh, any hobbies? Hobbies, yeah, yeah. What are your hobbies, Darlene? It's so cold, I can't feel my feet. Don't think about that, Darlene. Tell me about your hobbies. I, I sculpt. Sculpt, wonderful. You mean like uh, hammer, chisel, stone? No, no, clay. I use my fingers to mold clay. Really? Do you, do you ever sell anything? Sell? Yeah, you know, sell any of your sculptures. Oh, no, I'm not that good. I do it to relax. Uh -huh. I make busts of friends, family. Family. Tell, tell me about your family, darling. I've been married 11 years, Bruce. Two kids, boy and girl. Oh, have, you, uh, have you made busts of your kids? Yeah, yeah, I finished the bust of Melinda. I'm working on Joey's now. Oh, God. Darlene, darling, what is it, darling? Do you see something? My hand. How can I scope with this hand? 
hand? They, they can fix your hand, Arlene. My fingers are crushed. I can't finish Joey. They, they'll fix your fingers, Darlene. I promise. I don't even know if my left hand is still there. I can't feel. I can't see Joey. Da darling, I'm sorry. Darlene, darling, take it easy, sweetheart. Take it easy. Joey, I'm sorry, Mommy. Sorry. Darlene, it, it's okay, darling. He's only four. He's got his father's eyes. I'll never see them again. No, no, stop that, darling. The cops are on their way. Maybe you can hear them. Just, just listen for a second. I can't hear. Now listen. You're not listening, darling. They won't find They'll me. They'll find you. Just stay on the line and, and, and don't give up. It's cold. Oh, jeez, jeez. Darlene, you're breaking up. What? You were breaking up, Darlene. Battery light on. Blinking. Not much power left. Oh, hang in there, Darlene. Don't hang up. I hear something. What? I hear something. Something's coming. What? 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 What do you hear? A car, I think. It's coming. I can hear it. It, it might be the Sarge, darling. Can, can you blow your horn? Yes. Let me blow. No. No power. Stop the ignition. Turn off the horn. They'll find you. They'll find you. What What? What, what do you hear? It's closer, louder. Truck? It's a truck. Uh -huh. It went by. It, it what? It drove by. It didn't stop. Well, then it wasn't the Sarge, darling. It was It was just a truck then. Why didn't they? They, they can't see you, darling. You're, you're in a ditch. You're covered with snow. They weren't looking for you. But the Sarge is looking. You see, you see, he'll find you. He won't. Please. Darlene, you're breaking up. So cold. So cold. So sleepy. No, don't. Don't go to sleep, darling. Stay awake. Whatever you do. Brat, Sergeant Sinclair on line two. Darlene, the Sarge is on the phone. Hold on. Sarge, is that you? Did Darlene say a truck just passed her? Yes, yes. Do you see a truck? No. We're headed east. If the truck is also going east, then we're behind it, going in the same direction. Darlene, what direction were you headed? What? On the county road. Were, were you headed east or west? I... I... what? Darlene, which direction? Um, where were you driving to? I was going to Thomasville. D did you hear that, Sarge? Thomasville. That would be east. If we catch up with the truck, we'll know we went too far. I can't stay awake. Darlene, can you hear me? Yes. Stay awake. Keep talking to Brad. Do you hear me? Keep talking to Brad. Yes, Brad is helping us find you. You'll find me? Yes, we'll find you. And Brad. Yes, Sarge. I can't thank you enough for what you're doing. You're a hero. No, 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 Sarge. I'm just running a radio I show mean here. I Brad. If it weren't for you, Darlene wouldn't have a chance at all. Look, look, Sarge, you just find her, okay? We're doing our best, Brad. Sergeant Sinclair, out. Da Darlene, are, are you still with me, sweetheart? I can't do it. You can do it, Darlene. Joey needs some water. What? Joey is thirsty. He always wakes up thirsty in the middle of the night. D Darlene, is, is Joey with you? Joey? Where is Joey? J Joey, Joey's at home, Darlene. Joey is safe. Can you give him some water? Yeah, yeah, Darlene, I'll, I'll give him some water. He'll stop crying if he has water. Joey's okay, Darlene. Joey, Joey's just fine. Mommy's sorry, Joey. Darlene, Darlene, listen, um... Uh, where where are you from? What? Tell, tell me where you're from, honey. No time. Got to hit the sack. No, no, Darlene, don't go to sleep. Turn up the electric blanket. It's cold tonight. Darlene? Close window. Hello? Darlene? Can't keep the eyes. Darlene? Dar Darlene, can you hear me? Darlene? Okay. Is Darlene still on the line? Are we still getting a signal from her phone? There's still a connection, I think. I can't tell if she's there. Darlene? 
Darlene, answer me, lady. Don't, don't, don't give up on me, Darlene. Stay awake. You okay, Brad? Yeah, I, I just gotta collect my thoughts here. If, if you've just joined us, uh, uh, Darlene is in her car somewhere under the snow off the county road, and, uh, Sergeant Sinclair and some paramedics are, are racing along the road looking for Darlene. We haven't been able to talk to Darlene for a few minutes. Darlene? Dar Darlene, are you there? Oh, God, please, Darlene, answer me. Oh, God, help me. Brat, Sinclair on two. Sarge, Sarge, where are you? Brat, I think we found her. You found her? The boys are digging under the snow, and there's the car. Is she okay? Is Darlene still... Is she okay? They got a window open. They're, they got a hold of her. They're pulling her out. She's not moving. Hang in there, Darlene. They've got her on the stretcher. They're checking her. Her hands look pretty bad. Her other hand was caught in some twisted metal. They had to pry it out of... She, she's what? Brad, she's alive. Thank God. You did it, Brad. You saved her life. No, now you did it, Sarge, and Darlene did it, too. She hung in there. The doc says it looks pretty serious, but she's gonna make it. Congratulations, Brad. Thank everybody there for me, Sergeant. And go get Darlene to a warm hospital. Will do, Brad. Sergeant Sinclair out. Well, it, it seems that everything is, is, is okay now. Uh, Darlene's gonna make it. Oh, God, Darlene's gonna make it. I, I'm proud to think that I had a, a small part in, in all of this and the way it all turned out. I'm, I'm sorry, folks. I, I just think about the power. The power of radio and how we can help those that, that really... Look, I'm sorry. I'm not making sense. It's 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 been it's been some night. Um, the the big hit countdown is next. This is this is Brad Braxton, and I'll be back tomorrow. Everybody, take care and good night, Darlene. Live on satellite, it's the big hit countdown where we. You're out, Brad. We're on network feed. What a show! The phones are ringing off the hook. Glad I'm ringing. I'm exhausted. Brad, look. I know we've had our differences, and I've always thought you were a self-centered egotist. And you're right. It's hard to be as great as I am and be humble. Let me finish. <laughs> what you did tonight, well, I think it was terrific. Well, and I hope some major market takes note. I'm just glad I could help, Becky. I'm proud of you, Brad. Well, why don't you go on home, Becky? I'll clean up here, and I'll lock up the doors. Okay, Brad. Good night. And there she goes, out her little booth and out the little door. <sighs> I think I need a beer. Time to Papa. Ah, the studio hotline. Hello? Brad, it's me, Sinclair. Are you off the air? Yeah, we got that network countdown garbage going on. I was caught off guard when you called me about a half an hour ago during your commercial break. I didn't think I'd have enough time to do what you needed. Well, you came through beautifully. I mean, how did you make it sound like you were actually in a police car? I just set a siren sound effect down the phone line with me right off the CD. Listen. <laughs> Genius. Pure genius. When I get to the major market, you're going to be my show producer. This has got to be the best radio scam I've ever been involved in. I'm glad you liked it. It's my ticket to the big time. Tell, tell me, who, who was Darlene? Darlene? That gal that was supposed to be trapped in her car. She was brilliant. Oh, well, uh, she, she was real. I had no idea she was going to call. What? Well, when I heard her talking about being trapped in the car, I knew this was my golden opportunity. This is my ticket out of this, Berg. But the story had to have a happy ending, so I called you to be the cop who finds her. Brad, you... Oh, man, you had me going there for a minute. <laughs> Someday I'm going to run into this Darlene, and I'm going to tell her what a great job she did. Yeah, yeah, well, thanks, uh, Darlene, wherever you are. 
You, you want to celebrate, Brad? How about I meet you at the club in about ten minutes? I'll be there. Thanks again, Sinclair. Or, or should I say, Sarge? Yeah, okay, <laughs> Mr. Hero. That's me. Let's hit the club and wait for the story in the morning paper. I'm on my way. <laughs> Big market. Here I come. So long, Podunk. And now, a bonus. I promised I'd never repeat anything that I did on Bells in the Battery, but this is an exception. We finish this show with a golden Halloween moment from Arnie Kunchpard. Thank you, Alan Poe. The Raven. Groovy. Once upon a midnight jury, while I pondered, weak and weary, over me the quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore. While I nodded, nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping, as if some gentle rapping, rapping at my chamber door. To some visitor, I muttered, tapping at my chamber door, it's only this, only this and nothing more. Distinctly, I remember it was in the bleak December and each separate dying ember rotted stoked upon the floor. Eagerly, I wished tomorrow, vainly, I had sought to borrow from my books a cease of sorrow, sorrow for the lost Lenore, for the rare and radiant maiden who the angels named Lenore. Nameless here forevermore. Yeah! Open here I flung each other when red lady a flirt and flutter in their step the stately raven of the saintly days of yore. Not the least of each made he, not a minute stopped or stayed he, but with me to floyd her lady pushed upon my chamber door. Pushed upon the bus the palace just above my chamber door. Pushed the shop and nothing more. Then the heavenly bird beguiling my sad fancy into smiling by the grave and stirred the quorum of the countenance it wore. Do the crisp be short and shaven thou I said, sir, art no craven. Ghastly grim and ancient raven water from the night before. Tell me what thy lordly name is on the night's plutonian shore. Quote the raven. Nevermore! It's the strangest story you've ever heard. Just one word from this wacky bird. Quote the raven. Nevermore! One more time, it's the bird that makes you go eek when he utters that word from his yellow beak. Quote the raven. This has been Bells in the Battery, episode 281, copyright 2021 by John Bell Creative, LLC. Heard on today's show were Becky Beach, Lee Kerwin, Edward Williams, Gene Williams, Dennis Stacy, Mary Booth, and yours truly. By the way, after the first few episodes, the bosses of the radio station said, nobody wants to listen to radio dramas anymore. So it was canceled. Which inspired me to start podcasting. Hello, I'm John Bell of Bells in the Bat Free. It's a comedy podcast. Fridays and every other Sunday. Well, anyway, back in episode five of Bells in the Bat Free, 
We introduced the cowlets, tiny little cows. Where did all these cats come from? They're not cats, they're cows, and they're heading toward the water cooler. Stop it before... Now you can display your love of these tiny cows with genuine cowlet t-shirts. You know what's really fun to do with these shirts? Get a whole bunch of people to buy them. Then you all gather together and run down the street. People will see these cowlets coming toward them and think it's a stampede. You think that would really work, Brad? Shh, I'm pushing for bulk sales here. You can also get cowlet mugs, clocks, and other items. Just go to thebatfree.com and click on shop. This is a limited time offer. No, it's not. You just do not not understand advertising, do you? Get your merchandise today with the official Cowlet design created by Jeff Music. Buying lots of them would bring music to my ears. Oh, stop. Stop.